Hey, I'm Cameron. I'm Malcolm Jones. And welcome to the Land Cable Podcast, where we talk about all things gaming, mostly. Whether you're from PC or console, or from Steam or Epic, we got you covered with the latest news, the latest topics, and the latest gaming mishaps. So plug in your keyboards, mouses, and even Steam controllers if you got them, because the Land Cable Podcast starts now. And welcome to another edition of the Land Cable Podcast. I'm Cameron. And I'm Malcolm Jones. And we got another another great episode f- uh, for you guys here today. But we're going to start off by talking about what we've been up to. Uh, <laughs> me personally, I haven't been up to much. I've been working nonstop uh, this week. I've only played a little bit of games here and there. A little bit of Titanfall 2. A little bit of Star Wars. But other than that, I haven't really been playing much video games. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? Been playing anything new this week? Uh, nothing really too new. Uh, I think I just downloaded a couple of new demos or some stuff. Obviously, we're going to talk about that later. Mm-hmm. And I got a little bit further in uh, Persona 5 Strikers. That game will be done hopefully this week. So we'll see how that goes. Nice, nice. Yeah, I saw you playing that uh, before we on Discord before we start the podcast. Um, but that's cool. That's dope. That's dope. And you said you're going to finish uh, finish that by next week. Yeah, well, that's that's what it looked like. Unless there's any more surprises, <laughs> each time I keep sure. thinking, "Oh, the game's done." It's not. So it definitely. They said this is the last part of the game, so that's good. Oh, okay, for sure. Yeah, definitely something to look forward to next week for a review. Um, but with that, we're gonna start the show off with game, game of, of the week. week. And this week, the game of the week is Call of Duty, specifically Call of Duty. Black Ops Cold War and Warzone Season 3, uh, which uh, has already arrived. Uh, you've you've played uh, Cold War, and you've already uh, experienced some of the things that uh, they've put into the game. Uh, I'll give a little bit of the bullet points here in case nobody knows. Uh, uh, you're gonna get. They're gonna give you Hunt for Adler event. Uh, three new operators, one old friend. Uh, six new weapons. Four multiplayer maps and features. Classic multiplayer mode and uh new tools of trade um now when you played the event malcolm what was some of the things that you did uh in this event that they came out with in uh, cold war yeah for me i basically focused on what is it i focused on playing i don't really play warzone because that's the uh not the battle free royale. for all of it that's the battle royale it's not usually my shtick right so i played actual like you know the multiplayer yeah. and you can either do the multiplayer challenges or you can do the war zone challenges you have to do three of them basically you had to play this one map seven or eight times then you had to get kills with uh with a either uh equipment that is a spy plane or mm-hmm. something that can detect enemies and you have to kill 25 enemies that are detected by your equipment oh wow and then it was like oh then you had to get kills of people who had uh skill streak or like uh, like a lot of kills like consecutive kills right. and have a perk on called assassin uh those give you a new operator skin uh so that was cool 
the I think the event only lasts for four or five days. Mm-hmm. So the event should be on like day two now, or or two and a half days left. Right. At least as the recording. So yeah, it was it was all right. I mean, I don't usually play the multiplayer that often, and this is also good to remember that when we say season three, this is the battle pass. So I don't, I haven't bought a battle pass for Black Ops for uh, season one, two, or three. Oh wow. Um, I thought about buying it this time, but I looked at all the guns you can get, and I was just like, eh, the skins aren't really kind of what I wanted, and the operators are kind of whatever. I think the the big one you could, as you said, you get three automatically, and just one of them's a skin, and one of them's a new character, and I think there's another new character. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's cool. I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't really want to spend ten bucks on something that I kind of want. No, so. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I saw the trailer of it this uh, this morning, and it's funny because they released the trailer after it had already gone live a few days, <laughs> which is funny. But um, no, it looked like it's a it's a Russian character, Russian woman, and she, along with this other character, is they're it's basically wood. yeah woods. And they're basically going out and, you know, in the trailer, it made it seem like, so she destroyed uh, the, the an ice cap or whatever, a mountain, and it looks like Woods or whichever character she's partnering, partnering up with is going to completely nuke or destroy uh, the Battle Royale map that, that everyone separate, uses. Separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's interesting. I think that they're doing a whole Fortnite thing where they're going to reset everything and, and 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 give us something new like a new warzone map which would be really dope um and they also hinted that they're gonna be uh having worlds collide quote unquote where you'll get captain price who's in the modern warfare series interacting with characters in the in the um cold war series um and i think that's only in like well it's just it's or- called worlds collide but everyone gets captain price if you own black ops for cold war Okay. So everyone gets them. Right. So I got them. It just means you can play as the character in multiplayer. Okay. All right. So it's, it sounds cooler than it is. There is a new oh. map. Uh, apparently the map is now set in the year 1984. Interesting. That Interesting. is what that is. And yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, nothing really new with zombies. That's normally what I care about. But, you yeah. know, I got a new skin for a new character. So that's something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. You know, seeing the trailer, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Call of Duty always has cool trailers, but um, no, seeing what like they're putting into the game and what they're putting into multiplayer in Warzone, I may just hop back into Warzone. I mean, I don't play that much because it's it's really a team thing um, and it gets old fast, but I would love to just, you know, jump, hop in there and see what, what new stuff, what new uh, things they have in there, um, you know, because that, that, it seems really cool what they're offering. And it's season three, so we know that they're just going to keep going with every new uh, Call of Duty that comes out. So Warzone, I would assume, is always going to be updated no matter which Call of Duty comes out. It's going to be... Well, all of them are going to be updated, but... Oh, so even Modern Warfare? Of course. Well, I don't know about... You're talking about the game you have. It's always going to be the latest game will always update. Warzone. Yeah. So the latest game is Black Ops 4. Okay. So, so yeah. that's interesting. 
So I can always, so even if I got Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, and I have Warzone as part of it, I'll always have Warzone. I can always, uh -huh. like, no matter, okay, that's cool. Yeah, Warzone's free, period. You don't even have to own either game, so. Yeah, you could just have Warzone. Okay, cool, cool, that's dope. So yeah, that's the game of the week. If you are a Call of Duty player, and, uh, you know, I hope you're excited for Season 3. It looks like they got an exciting, a lot of exciting new stuff coming to it, and a few new maps, new weapons. And uh, I think they're going to do something big when it comes to, uh, you know, resetting everything all Fortnite style. So definitely look forward to that. Um, moving on to unpopular gaming opinions. Now, uh, Malcolm told me I should I should have done this because I was complaining about it earlier before the podcast. Um, so recently I bought um, Final Fantasy 14, uh, an online game. But I didn't know that it was a pay-to-play model. And for those of you don't, who don't know what a pay-to-play model is, it's basically where even though you buy the game, you still have to pay a monthly subscription to continue playing it and continue, to continue leveling up. And I didn't know that. So I, I, my thing is I have a problem with that. I, I'm one of those people who believe if I pay for the game, I should get all the features, especially if I pay a good amount for it i can understand if the game is free and once you reach a certain level then you have to start paying a monthly subscription but i don't think because i'm assuming at some point this game was like 60 bucks when it first came out and then on top of having to pay a subscription fee of now it's only 13 i'm not complaining about the price it's more about the principle but on top of having to pay a subscription fee for this, I think that that's just a lot. Now, Malcolm, you brought it to my attention that this game has a lot of content. And people have been telling me it's, it has a lot of content. The people who recommended this game to me said it has a lot of content. Hours upon hours of content and uh, a lot of things in it. So it's worth it. And I've seen the reviews and people seem to love the game, um, even though it has that pay-to-play model. My hope is that people, other, you know, studios out there don't try to adopt this model. Like, I don't want out of nowhere, you know, Warzone to start becoming a pay to play model or or the next Call of Duty or the next Battlefield or something like that. Um, I think that I have to give Final Fantasy a shot to see if it's worth it. If it's worth the $12 right now, I'm just going to be paying, playing for free up until a certain level and then I'll make my decision. But I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I think that if somebody pays for something, they should automatically have the right to play the game. Um, and I think that if somebody buys something on top of getting it's, it's similar to what Disney tried to do right with Disney plus and Mulan. Um, they people were already paying for disney plus but then disney tried to make them also pay you know 30 35 dollars for um to watch mulan and i think that that's really really ridiculous and i think that you know and you see how it worked out for them when it comes to them trying that method but i hope that you know hey if it works for final fantasy it works but i'm just saying for me personally i don't like that method um so yeah, well, the Disney about? Plus method is more buying a DLC or buying an expansion. That makes sense. Right. That's what everyone does. If you're playing an online game, 
and you don't have plus anymore, like let's just bring it back to consoles or like Destiny, for instance, if you don't have plus anymore and you bought that DLC, well, guess you're not playing that DLC anymore. Right. And that just kind of is what that is. And so do you uh, support the pay to play model or it's not that I support or not support it. It's more. I think if you're if your plan is to play, I'm just playing this game, then it makes sense. You're not you're not playing 10 different games. You're not buying 10 games a year if you're doing that because it wouldn't make sense to you. Right. For me personally, I don't really like the concept for me just because I like to play you know, if not, if not 10, then maybe a little less than 10 games a year. Right. And if that's my, if that's the case, then a pay to play model won't work for me. And it's not due to not being able to afford it or not. It's just more, I would like, I would like a better or bigger variety of things to play, but it definitely sounds like the content, especially within final fantasy 14, which is considered one of the best MMOs ever. Yeah. Uh, is worthwhile for what you're paying, especially considering this game came out years ago and is still considered really popular and highly yeah. populated and a lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, final fantasy is a huge world with a bunch of lore. So I'm not surprised that it, and, and, and final fantasy has a, like a huge fan base. So I'm not surprised. Um, you know that a lot of people play it and a lot of people enjoy playing it the pay to the pay to play model specifically with this game just caught me by surprise because nobody told me about it um i got this game on playstation 4 um and i bought it like through my phone um and you you saw that it was pay to play because it says it on like steam but um i don't know i i just wish that pay to play eh, i don't know i just hope it works for Final Fantasy when I play it and then I can see the justification for it for uh as a Final Fan well as a somewhat Final Fantasy fan but um I just hope that I don't see other studios adopt this that's really what it comes down to for me because you got to think if this is successful and they these studios see a bunch of these games making money um who's to stop like for example even World of Warcraft or or somebody like like from Blizzard with with the Diablo series, I would hate to see Diablo go pay to play, you know. But um, you know those kind of studios. But that's that do the thing MMOs, about Diablo. There are like numbered games, right? So like Final Fantasy thirteen was an MMO and it failed. So then they did Final Fantasy fourteen, which was them trying to make it better, and they did. Right. So usually there won't be like a Final Fantasy seventeen MMO. If as long as Final Fantasy fourteen is still doing well. Oh, okay, I see. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes all the sense. So, like, there's not going to be a. I mean, this is a free to play example, but like, there's not going to be a Warframe two. Yeah, as long as Warframe stays successful, there's not going to be a sequel to it. Yeah, do you think it's the same thing with games like Rainbow Six and like For Honor, where like as long as the game is successful, they're just going to keep doing expansions forever? Yeah. I mean, that's the hope. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you rather just buy an expansion than buy a new game? That's kind of the problem with Destiny. You yeah, kind of it, true, but again, Destiny's a pseudo MMO, so it's a little different. But mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. would have preferred to just buy one game and then just keep getting expansions. 
than just like do a reset and buy a whole new game and then have to buy a whole new set of expansions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's the direction that the industry is going in instead of just, you know, coming out with a sequel every couple of years, they'll just do expansions and more expansions. I hope that's what becomes of Marvel's Avengers. I don't, I hope they don't come out. Well, with that's like the only way the Avengers, Avengers too. Well, yeah, the model that went for that's the only way to go. So yeah, just new expansions all the time. Well, I'm fine with that. That's fine. But the, but the pay to play thing, I don't know, just rubs me the wrong way. I paid money. I should already be able to play. I shouldn't have to pay a subscription to play. This isn't like PlayStation now or like, you know, and look at ESO online, you know, they are Elder Scrolls online. That is true. They that started pay to play and then they switched over. But why was that? Pay why once. Switch? Well, they weren't doing well, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But now the game is yeah. doing fine. So, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's harder to do it in this with new fans. I think it's harder. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because Elder Scrolls fans never had to do a game like that, where it was pay to play. Exactly, exactly. So. And uh, Final Fantasy, there has been a history of MMOs. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's going to do it for the unpopular gaming opinions portion of the show. Um, pay to play. Um, I would love to know what you guys think of uh, pay to play, um, because you know it's not a. Not a popular thing, but apparently it is within Final Fantasy uh, 14. So I'll be sure to check that out and see what I'll do, what what decision I'll end up making when it's all said and done. But um, moving on to reviews. Now we're gonna do a movie slash game review. Uh, I'm pretty sure you all know what uh, video game adaption we're talking about. We're talking about the Mortal Kombat. 2021 live action movie that came out recently me and malcolm both saw it talked a little briefly about it um you know before the podcast but now we want to go a little bit in depth with it um okay so i'll start with you malcolm first impressions what did you think of mortal kombat 2021 i think honestly the best way to sum it up in like a couple of statements is that the fighting was fantastic visually and the the world it's in makes sense but it feels like it it misses the mark almost everywhere yeah i i would that's probably the easiest way to explain the movie yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i i would completely agree um you know and I, I really can't put my finger on what went wrong because from the trailer, from the, you know, from, from the, just the way it looked in the trailer and just how faithful it looked. I'm not trying to say that the movie didn't, wasn't faithful to the game. It's an adaptation. Some, I think that's yeah. what's important to remember about uh, most video game movies that they're trying to do something different mm-hmm. but sometimes it's too different and it misses a mark or misses the mark in this yeah. case yeah um i don't want this to be a complete spoiler because i don't know if people have seen it um yeah i was trying not to do spoiler yeah so in the trailer obviously you guys know that 
Cole has a mark or whatever, and you know they get in, they get into more of the marks in in terms of the story, and I just didn't like I didn't like the way that the mark was utilized in the story and how they made that whole thing work didn't make sense to me um let me start with the positives i liked the way all the characters looked they looked like they hopped out straight out of the video game um fight scenes were okay i've seen better fight scenes in different movies like the raid i think the raid is one of the best fighting movies i've ever seen in in, in my life um I think that a lot of the actors portraying these characters were in, like they they did a good job with what they had to, to what was written for them. Um, a standout for me was uh, Sub Zero, uh, who's who's also my favorite character. So maybe I'm a little biased there. Um, but the story to me just went in so many different directions and this movie i want to say just didn't deliver in terms of the scale of mortal Kombat. in in terms of like the scale that i thought it was going to go um i I think think one thing to remember is they never focused on uh i don't think this is too big of a spoiler the the movie isn't about the tournament. No. So I think that's a big thing to start with. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, like cause even the original started with them going to the tournament. Right. This was just gathering the fighters. This wasn't even the tournament. No. So I think from scale to scope wise, that needs to maybe be turned a little down or a bit down. Because we well, weren't seeing like the like the goal of the movie based on that wouldn't be elder gods fighting exactly which is a different type of fighting yeah we really saw more bare bones style fighting in the mortal Kombat universe so like when you brought up like the raid that's very stylistic and this fighting is very stylistic to mortal Kombat, which is a bit different but i think the big thing to say is i don't think any of it looked cheesy either no unlike no. the originals that were very much like oh that's that's really a campy look or that's yeah, a very, very movie vibe that was this was very century. much a professional look yeah of a video game that a lot of people love including me and cameron yeah i um i i would say that the the direction was from a first-time director and i don't know if that was the issue um i know that the writer because i read this article yesterday because of course we talked about how it was pre um tournament now the writer had a vision he has a vision for like potential for a trilogy he said that he wanted the first movie to be pre-tournament and then the second movie to be the tournament and then the third movie to be post-tournament so he has a they have a plan clearly you could see that in this movie this movie is a setup for like the universe um but i think that in doing so you lose a lot of you lose a lot of you get you can kind of get 
it can kind of get muddled in the story, trying to introduce and, and get the audience familiar with all these characters. This movie was strictly for fans of the game. I don't, I think if anybody who didn't know what Mortal Kombat was, is not going to enjoy this movie. So I will say that if you're a fan, watch it for what it's worth. It, it, it does have cool moments, good fights. Um, but overall, it's not going to be memorable. Like, I'll say this. I left out of Godzilla vs. Kong more satisfied than I did with Mortal Kombat. Um, and I will... I, my final review score for Mortal Kombat, I give it a 6 out of 10. That's, That's crazy. It's a 6 out of 10, dude. That's I mean, crazy. Me, Avengers is a seven, not the movie, the game, and this is a six. Oof, I don't. I, yeah, we gonna well, talk about that later. Minute. You 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 can't you can't wait a minute. Wait a minute. No 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 no. Avengers is a game. This is a movie. What are, you, what are you talking? about? I know about? that's the problem. A a, mo- a game that is getting fixed and getting better over time. You gave a seven at the current date when you said it. This is a movie that will never get better. And you gave that a harsher score than a game that is getting better periodically. That's all I'm saying. Well, well, I'm saying that as a film, as a film, this movie was, was as a film, it hits the the beats. It does exactly what a movie should do. It has the plot. It has the story. It follows everything to the T. Sure. It dragged at some of the story points. I'm not going to lie. It very much did. The practical effects and the visual effects, maybe some of the visual effects weren't that great, but the practical effects were fantastic. I didn't love the sound design of the fight as much as I would have liked to, but from the effect and the types of styles of different fighters, they did a really good job of introducing like basically eight characters, eight or nine characters in a runtime that ended up being around 140 not including the credits and stuff and i think they nailed the rivalry of sub-zero and scorpion i think they but did honestly, a good job that was the with best that. part about the movie but what i'm saying so as a movie it follows everything it needs to so that already makes it average which is seven and you bumped it to a six is my point but Avengers, which is arguably a below average because it still needs to build, is a seven. That's more my point. I guess I got. I guess I. I rate it based on my enjoyment of it. I put my enjoyment of it in it as well. Oh, this and is I more en- opinion instead of. I understand. Yeah, this is this is just an opinion. I enjoyed Avengers a lot, regardless of its problems. Like I enjoyed the hell out of it. With Mortal Kombat, yeah, there were some scenes where I was like, oh, that's cool. The best scenes really, honestly, were shown off in the trailer for the most part. Um, I, I'm i not going to sit here and say that the movie was tr- absolute trash because it wasn't. As I said, it, it had some good moments and it had some you know cool scenes, but overall, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. And that's, and that's my dude, that's partially my fault because I let my anticipation and my excitement get in the way of like reality. 
And so maybe the movie was never going to live up to my expectations. So that's why for me, it's a little bit of a letdown. Um, because I mean, I wish we can get into spoilers, but we can't because there are certain scenes in this film that no, I can, and like, I know exactly what you mean. Cause we've, we've talked about them, but to, to kind of just like circle it back, it's like what's difficult about reviewing any type of media is that we're so quick to bring it to what we want. So like, let's say for Avengers, the game, right? You were like, I am a Marvel fan. And as a Marvel fan, it fucking te- it gives me exactly what I want. And yeah, it has problems. So it's a seven, solid seven. But as a video game and as what requirements you should have for a video game, it does below average. Right. So like with this Absolutely. Mortal Kombat film, as a film, it does exactly what it needs to do. So it should arguably be a seven, if not higher or a little bit lower, depending on where you feel. But as a video game film, especially as a before we get into being a Mortal Kombat movie, as a video game film, it feels subpar because we have this expectation of there's in so many bad video game movies. We need to start nailing these uh, off the bat. Like these need to be great, like off the bat, because there's no excuse at this point. But as a right. Mortal Kombat film, it actually blows things out of the water because all the Mortal Kombat films. I'll be honest, they're not really good. You know, whether you right. have an issue with the look or the corniness or whatever, but as a film, they they kind of fail. Yeah, you it was know more the right. cult following of these games. Yeah, I didn't see it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Actually, if I may, if the court will allow it, I'll actually bump it up to a seven because you're right. As a Mortal Kombat film, it actually gets a lot of things right, um, and. I have to at least commend the movie on that because a lot of video game adaptions don't get the core ethics of what makes the video game uh, work, of what made the video game work and, and are able to transfer that into the movie. This movie does that. It just didn't do it in the way, it just didn't do it in a clean way. But it, as a Mortal Kombat adaption from game to screen, these characters look exact like they hopped off the damn fucking console or the or the video game. Uh, so yeah, I have to I have to give it that. So yes, I will bump it. I will bump my review to a seven because as a Mortal Kombat, as a Mortal Kombat fan, it does do a lot to please the fans. Now people would argue that that is a bad thing, but at the end of the day. The fans are the ones who are going to support this movie the most. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's your uh, score, Malcolm? Yeah, probably somewhere between seven point five and eight. It's not much higher. Okay. It's it's yeah, probably seven and a half. All right, all right. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's our review of Mortal Kombat. Uh, I hope you guys seen it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, the, you know, the thing about Mortal Kombat is, I want this movie to be successful so bad. Regardless of how I felt about it, I want it to be successful because, number one, I know that if it is successful and they do a sequel, they'll probably get a bigger budget, maybe a better director, um, and maybe a tighter script. Um, And then number two, I want it to be successful because I want video game movies to, uh, other than Resident Evil, I want video game movies to like 
shine. I want them to have their place in, in cinema. And I know that this series has so much lore. I want more characters to be introduced and I want more to see more characters from the video game in live action. Um, and I want to see what they go with the story, because if, if they wanted to, if you really think about it, MK's lore is so massive and huge and expansive. It's on par with like shit in DC or Marvel that you see on the big screen. You know what I mean? So I, I, I would love to see it. And I, and I hope that I really hope that it gets a sequel. I really do. Um, but you wanted to talk no, about... No, I think it deserves one, man. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it definitely deserves a sequel. It deserves to get its trilogy. Um, I really hope it's getting the support that it, it deserves. I think it's easy to criticize a movie that fans have wanted for so long. Uh, and it definitely sounds like that's what's happening online. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I just think you got to look bigger picture. Look at everything that's come out before and look at where it's come and see where it's going. Right. Like I've never seen so much excitement for Johnny Cage. And yeah, he's not even true. in the movie. Everybody wanted him so bad so in this movie. Look how much yeah. people want a sequel already without even talking about the first film. Yeah. So I think we'll get our sequel and hopefully our trilogy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we can get a Tomb Raider sequel, which we're getting, I'm pretty sure we can get a Mortal Kombat sequel. Come on, come on, uh Warner Brothers. Make it happen. Um, but uh, now we're going to review uh, the Resident Evil 8 Castle demo that came out recently. Now, Malcolm played it. I saw a little bit of gameplay, um, but what it, it seemed like it was a little bit more of an expansion on the Maiden demo. So walk us through what it was like. What, what were some new things that you found out, Malcolm, in the Resident Evil 8 Castle yeah. demo? Well, so one of the coolest things is you kind of start like not necessarily in the basement, but kind of in like not a cellar. Yeah, I will say it's a cellar up right. in the castle. You're kind of like waking up from a daze. And the first thing you can do is pick up a wine glass and go like, oh, look pretty. <laughs> and then you pick up a ring and then you can take the eye out of the ring. And obviously, if you've played the demos before or Resident Evil games, you know what I'm talking about. And you like get this intimidating like staircase up to like where the the madam mistress is you know her like chambers are right but i decided to take a different route because i was trying to explore and you do you remember the 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 big dude who is like sitting in like this cramped little space selling you shit oh yeah the big Um, big dude yeah 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 yeah, big motherfucker um he um you actually can buy upgrades from him and ammo and stuff and that was cool to see all of that before really like diving into like what that'll be like in in you know in the when the game, game comes out right yeah so that was cool to check out um, that'll be fun when we get to that um, there are two different types of currencies that I liked seeing and then outside of that when you finally go up the stair the stairwell uh, you actually get a little bit of uh, when you talk to the big guy he starts talking about where you should look for your daughter Rose right. And he's like, oh, well, wouldn't he, he possibly be in, you know, the mistress's chambers, basically, right? Um, so I was like, okay, well, we got to go check that out then. So we went over there, and uh, we didn't see her. So then we kind of, like, found, like, a little, not an escape hatch, but, like, a little area where you can crawl through. Okay. To kind of, like, keep going forward. 
because you know it's not linear but there are definitely like areas where like you 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 should know where to go but right. uh before i continue with that camera was right if you played the maiden demo which was the first demo that came out exclusively to playstation 5 you got to be in this like base uh i think it's called the underground in the game where it was all these cells like cell blocks basically and that gives you kind of a run through of the underground and part of the castle so this is where that information came into play to knowing where to go next. So that's how I was able to find where, you know, where the mistress was and hopefully not get killed by her, which uh, she is definitely terrifying. She's going to be playing basically a, a Mr. X character where you're not going to just be able to kill her by shooting her or hitting her with stuff. Yeah, she's the main, she is, main boss. Yeah, she is. She is no joke. And even some of her allies are going to be like that, it feels like, based on the demo. But basically, you crawl through the thing, you see her, you kind of freeze because you're like, I don't want her to see me. Then you go forward, and you get to this part, which is, you've seen in some of the trailers, where it's like all these Roman soldiers, basically. And there's these two pits of, uh, kind of like, where wood chips are, where they can be lit. And there's this little swinging uh, pendulum of fire. So you have to hit the pendulum of fire to light both of the the pits. And there's like a little wording near it. It's called like, the light will show you the way or something like that. So that's your clue. Interesting. And then you get into the cell block area, which is, you know, for Maiden, you'll be able to know where you'll be able to find supplies or gears to make ammo or health and stuff like that is pretty cool or super helpful and necessary and then you end up not fighting but kind of dealing with one of uh, uh one of her lackeys to say the least who uh you cannot kill no matter how hard you try i did <laughs> well i assume they wouldn't let you kill one of the you know i mean I, I think eventually you will but right. definitely not in at the point of the game that they place you in or at the beginning. Right. And basically she's like taunting you, talking shit, biting you. If she touches you or get us a hold of fun. you. And, uh, there was a part where I was trying to like break down some stuff to like get away. And she's like, Oh, let me help you. And she just pushes you through it. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, Oh shit. That's insane. Um, and that's and that's kind of where it ends. It was it was a, I ended up doing the demo like twelve minutes, which was a lot shorter than when I really? played. Um, and I think Village. it helped that I knew where I was going. Right. But uh, when I played Village, I think I played it for like twenty five minutes. Okay. And you only get like a lot of thirty minutes um, in general to play either demo. And mm -hmm. yeah, man, it, it looked great. Um, the thing I'm starting to learn about. Resident Evil 8 is you don't need to kill everything you see. You need to just keep moving. Don't waste ammo unless you really need to. Uh, at least that's how the game feels. Mm. And I would highly recommend anyone to check out some gameplay. Or uh, I think May 1st on PC and PlayStation. I don't know about Xbox, but I know about PC and PlayStation. You'll be able to play the two-part demo uh, for an hour total. Um, at that time, I think it's like May 1st to May 2nd or something like that. 
Nice, and you'll okay. be able to play both demos, which is fantastic. And I'd highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in the game. I think it'll make you want to pre-order it. Um, I know I'm going to pre-order this game, but man, the game's scary. <laughs> and it's just going to be a lot of fun. And not from a jump scare perspective, from an eeriness, from a trapped perspective. Like, I have guns, pistols, shotguns. There's a sniper rifle in there. I still would be concerned. Doesn't matter what kind of <laughs> artillery I had. Well, that's good. That means that the Which world that they built, yeah, mm-hmm. that means that the world that they built is actually giving you the vibe that they wanted. Um, would you say? Is it safe to say that, like, out of all the demos and sneak peeks that they've shown so far, would you say that that is probably at most thirty to forty minutes of the entire game, and um, that the rest you would, we know nothing about? Like the rest yeah, is a mystery. I mean, it's definitely in the game. It's definitely not like a, a lead off or a fake out. Yeah, it's no, like, not a fake out. But like, they're only giving you like a, a crumb of yeah, like, like what 40. the entire game is. Oh yeah, it's it's minuscule. Okay. Yeah, it's minuscule at the at least. Honestly, okay. I think you learn more in village than you do in castle. Oh. Well, yeah, that makes sense because Village did have uh, other characters you interacted with and gave more into the story, a little bit more into the story and like what's happening and the whole thing about with werewolves. So, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And, uh, well, yeah, nice, nice. I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to Resident Evil 8. I think it's probably going to be better than 7. I hope it's better than 7. I hope the story's good. And, uh, as long as yeah. there's no boat part, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the only part of RE7 I didn't like. Yeah, so we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for reviews uh, this episode. Now we're gonna move on to what's that game? Uh, and for this, let's see. Do you want to go first, Malcolm? Uh, sure. A stalker shadow of Chernobyl clone that lets that reminds you to play Fallout 4 Sim Settlements. <laughs> Chernobylite. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, man, that, that game, it's basically Fallout meets Metro. I mean, it's like if you put those two games together, you get Chernobylite, which is fine. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure how the game plays, but I'm I'm curious to play it. Um, All right. So let me mine. Achievements disappear and problems stack up. Hmm, sounds a light. Sounds a lot like adult life. Uh, Tetris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was hoping I was hoping that the stacking part would, would make yeah, it. Yeah, the stacking helped the achievement part was interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's Tetris, Tetris definitely I think has achievement on certain platforms. But yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But for the most part, like they some platforms it doesn't. So Yeah. What's your next one? When nuking the map takes you to the year 1984 with no explanation. <laughs> Call of Duty Season 3. Yeah. I'm sure there will be an explanation, though. We I'm sure there won't. Wait and see. I saw the I, videos that they showed me, and they didn't explain it. Well, maybe in Season 4. I don't know. <laughs> like, maybe there's going to be a sure. time between Season 3 and 4 where, like, the map explodes or whatever. I'm telling you, it's going to be a Fortnite thing. Well, has <laughs> so they already, already did it, man. They... Yeah, it's a new map. But I it's thought a completely they did different map. in like the snow part because in the trailer you saw a, the snow a, a, a part mountain. is not the war zone. Okay, that is that is else. specifically in multiplayer. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, me, those two videos are very separate. All right. Like the blowing up of the mountain is has nothing to do with nuking the war zone. Oh. I don't know why the hell they put the made it seem like it was the same. I don't know. It was a showcase trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. All right. So for my next one. So you mean to tell me I can find a knife at a crime scene and somehow it's still not what I'm looking for? So press X to lie. L.A. Noir. <laughs> doubt. Yeah. Press X to doubt. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's so dumb. Like, I remember playing this game and like you'd have to look for like evidence and shit. And when you finally found it, it would say, eh, that ain't what we're looking for. It's just like, bruh, this is a literal knife. This is, I mean, knives have been left at crime scenes before. I don't doubt that. But you can find like fingerprints and stuff. How is that not what you're looking for? Isn't the main purpose to try and find the... Anyway. Was there a misunderstanding of when the it was a period piece game? Right. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so they probably didn't have like forensics or shit and all that kind of stuff. Well, not all as right. advanced as today. No. Yeah. 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 True. All right. <laughs> What's your uh, last one, Malcolm? A life is life is hard. A life is hard simulator, not called 2020. <laughs> Oregon Trail. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> not called 2020. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that the truth? Um, <laughs> it's funny. All right. So, for my last one, uh, this is the only guy who wait. Sorry, I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> this is the only guy who cares who cures gunshot wounds with painkillers. Before I say what it is, I'm going to give you my version. When okay, alcoholism and bullet time turns into free DLC. <laughs> that is Max Payne three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Max Payne three. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know for some reason. Like when I when I got Max Payne three, I'm just like, well, I wanted to make a joke that. Had something to do with the painkillers, and then I just said, "Well, he gets shot and he uses painkillers to like cure himself, which makes no. It's a video game, so um, it's a shame that they shelved that series, man. Fucking Rockstar, dude. Like Max Payne was a hit. That's my thing. I'm not gonna go into a whole thing, but about Rockstar, but they have so many hits that they don't make sequels to. Anyway, <sighs> um, moving on from what's that game? We're going to move on to rumor has it. And we got three here. Starting with the first one, Starfield will probably come out this year. Uh, in the Xbox Two podcast with Jez and Rand, Rand stated that Starfield was supposed to come out last year, but was delayed because of COVID and because Bethesda, and that now Bethesda is working on bug, fix, bug fixing and polishing. And he also stated that Starfield is 100% exclusive to Xbox. My question to you, Malcolm, is do you believe any of this? I mean, yeah. I mean, with COVID and everything, I believe things get, you know, it makes sense that it got pushed. But we'll see if it really comes out. Uh, they said this year or next year? This year. This year? They said uh, they're just well, in the polishing mode and fix and bug fixing. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I'm like I told you. I told you this about Cyberpunk after the second delay. I'm like, cool, delay it longer. I'm cool with that. As long as it comes out good, I really don't care when it eventually comes out. I'd rather a full game later than expected than a rushed game as soon as I want it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, 
I don't know. I believe the I believe the first part more than I believe the second part. They're saying that it's a hundred percent exclusive to just Xbox. And my thing is that this game was coming out way before Bethesda was bought by Xbox. So don't they already have a deal with PlayStation that says that Starfield has to come out on PlayStation 4 and other platforms and stuff like that? I mean, that's just uh, they, where my head is at. Uh, they probably do, but you got to remember COVID is a force of nature. So that kind of prompts things in, uh, in legal documents or contracts. Oh, yeah. Unless you have it written in there that regardless of force of nature. <laughs> yeah, regardless if the world ends, this game has to come out on our platform. No, that makes sense. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I'm curious what Starfield is going to be about. I imagine it's going to be somewhat like Elite Dangerous or or something like that, some kind of space free roam thing, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, next rumor we have up here, one of Xbox first parties is working on a Lucasfilm IP. Um, Maddie from an Xbox uh, podcast says that he heard that Xbox has taken the Lucasfilm approach while Sony took the Marvel approach with Spider-Man and Avengers. He says that we know uh, Machine Games is working on indie, but he heard that another first party studio is working on Lucasfilm IP. Um, it makes sense because he did, they did talk about how Sony took the Marvel approach with Spider-Man. But the thing is, is that with Spider-Man, Sony owns part of that character. So it's not like they're stealing Marvel games. You know what I mean? And Avengers is available for Xbox. It's just that they don't have Spider-Man because Spider-Man is partly owned by Sony. So I don't know about all of that. I don't know about um, partly, but they, yeah, they own it. Marvel sold off the right a while ago. No, 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 no. They sold off the movie rights. Marvel still owns the merchandising rights. Oh, yeah, but that's character. a whole other thing. They still make money off of, like, toys and all that kind of stuff. But Sony owns, like, the film, the the live-action film rights and stuff. Well, it also some the the video game likeness. I would assume it's screen likeness in general. Uh, Yeah, yeah, probably, most likely. I mean, I don't know all the details. I just know that Marvel... Like Marvel Disney owns the merchandising rights to the to the character, so um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to believe this. Uh, you know, Xbox, them making a Lucasfilm game. Now, if they do, if they are making a Lucasfilm game, I do think that that's going to be an exclusive to Xbox. So Sony won't get that. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that this is true? Uh, it's very possible. I mean. In this state that we're in, everything is coming to PC regardless, so it's not too big of a concern. Mm -hmm. But I do hope it's not necessarily true and exclusive, or at least the timed exclusive I'm okay with. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of games uh, that are being made um, using Lucasfilm IPs. So sure. we'll have to and not only that, uh, another big thing is that PlayStation came out saying that PS5 will have the most will have the most exclusives uh i think out of like their predecessors basically like more exclusive than ps4 and ps3 and stuff like yeah, that yeah 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 so yeah. that's that's pretty big i mean it's, it's big talk we need to see it come through or play through or play out yeah. but i'm excited for that as well well if that rumor that we talked about weeks ago is true and that they've divided they're having each studio be divided into two groups that work on separate games. I could see how that could be true in them saying that, you know, 
uh, they'll get more uh, IPs this this time around in this generation. So yeah. Um, last rumor that we have here: MCU suits have leaked for Marvel's Avengers. Uh, the recent update for Marvel's Avengers game made the unfinished files for Captain America, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and the Hulk MCU suits accessible. Now, I want to preface this by saying it's not all of the MCU suits that were leaked. It was specifically the Endgame, uh, the, the Avengers Endgame uh, movie suits that were leaked. And me and Malcolm saw pictures of it and they looked really good. I'm, uh, you know, I was very surprised at the way Captain America's suit looked. I mean, it looked like he just dropped right out of the movie. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I hope it's true. I hope it's just not only the end game uh, suits and skins. I hope that it's different skins from throughout the Marvel universe. Um, like, I don't know, maybe Infinity War or, or you know, a couple of the of Civil War or something. That would be cool. But uh, yeah, what do you think of this uh, news, Malcolm? What did you think of the leaked images that they showed of the uh, Avengers suits from the MCU? Well, I think that's just the tough thing. It's it's a skin. They can kind of do anything. I think it's cool that they're doing it, and it wouldn't surprise me if they would have legacy suits where you can get suits from the comics and the movies at different right. stages. I'm almost positive that's what they're going to do. I think that's why we saw this. Um, I don't necessarily think it's a big deal. I think it's cool. But again, I have issues with uh, the cosmetics in your game specifically just due to the fact that you have invisible equipment, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Gear is invisible, yeah. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> hey, you can stick out this gear. It does different stuff. Look the same, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean uh at the end of the day uh we'll have to wait and see what becomes of these skins uh whether whether they're going to be put behind a paywall or whether they're just going to be treated as dlc that you can pay you know maybe three dollars for i don't see them being free that's for sure um because square enix and they need money uh yeah well if it's a battle pass system so they'll either be a part of the battle pass or there'll be a a perk that you can purchase for x amount of in-game points yeah, yeah. So whatever the in-game currency is. Work. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what the in-game currency is called, but I I yeah, I'm assuming that's how it'll work. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for rumor has it. Now we're going to get into topics of the week. Can we have about 10 uh, or 11 of these topics? So, we're going to try and push through this in a timely manner. First off, our first topic of the week Xbox Game Pass adds MLB The Show 21, Destroy All Humans Remastered at the end of this month. Uh, which is cool. I mean, we I, I think I heard we talked about MLB The Show, um, you know, not becoming a Sony exclusive anymore. I mean, a few weeks ago. And, you know, I, I think people were pissed about that. The fact that MLB was no longer going to be a Sony exclusive and it was coming to Xbox. But I mean, I don't know. I'm not a baseball person. Uh you know, so it doesn't really bother me. MLB really should be one of those sports games. I mean, every other sport game is cross-gen and cross-platform. So why can't MLB, you know, uh, be the same thing? Uh, but Destroy All Humans Remastered, that's cool. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? You you going to 
try any of these games out or you excited for any of this you know i don't got game pass um <laughs> uh, but nah it's nah it's i think it's cool i think people should kind of calm down about this whole exclusivity or losing exclusivity um i think there was a time where exclusives really made a difference i think exclusives will continue to make a difference i think when it comes to like sports games i think we should start calming down a little bit yeah absolutely. that's just me though <clears throat> yeah yeah that's one of those series where i'm just like look it's sports everybody loves sports no matter what a console you're on you know so i think sports games is the one exception where i say you know that that shouldn't be just limited to one platform so mlb the show being on xbox that's really cool and that gives the game uh longevity and more players you know so um that's that's really really cool and i'm happy for xbox game pass and mlb players who've always wanted to play it um now moving on here into some cyberpunk news first first out of the gate is cyberpunk 2077 mods make unused quests playable and v appear as they did in the e3 demos um as reported by Eurogamer, one of the bigger finds is a group of gig quests called cut gigs save game while these gigs aren't quite as polished as what is found in the main game they are playable and even offer two car chases uh modder rumulus is here uh made a save game mod that allows you to access them without messing around in the debug mode um and also they made v appear um similar to how the character did um male and female versions appeared in the e3 demos this is really cool uh, i'm 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 a kind of <laughs> i find it kind of funny that they're finding these unused quests that are now playable um yeah game. they had to add some stuff to make it playable but it's cool they also brought back when they say the e3 they brought back the wall running yeah but, well, yeah, but what was back, funny about yeah. them bringing that back is i read a comment saying hey be careful of the fall damage though <laughs> uh you can't just drop from any height you want and have it be okay yeah i wonder why they got rid of that i thought that was like one of the main features that they showcased like you'll be able to run i mean i guess you didn't need it necessarily I don't know. Maybe it was too broken. I mean, we did cyber CD project. They probably just needed more shit. time. Again, yeah. it's one of those features where it's like, if you want to do it justice, you need to put in more time yeah. and they wanted to put more time toward other things to make the game more stable. And well, exactly. we are where we're at, where we are, where we're at because of that. So, yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, be sure to check that out. <laughs> if you guys haven't already, um, it's glad that cyberpunk 2077 is having mods. I think that'll, make the game playable more playable in the future is these mods and i that's what'll keep the game alive at the end of the day um but staying with cyberpunk news cb cd project red refunded thirty thousand copies of cyberpunk 2077 out of 13 million um i found that very interesting that means not a lot of people refunded that game <laughs> um i'm part of those thirty thousand copies that that they refunded i don't know if this is them specifically or is it just uh or does that encompass like playstation xbox all that kind of stuff like no i think it's all the all the game everything. copies yeah okay um wow okay yeah so thirty thousand copies that's not bad i mean i heard that they made like um five hundred and like sixty million dollars off of cyberpunk well they they profited 304 million something like that yeah. that was the profit which is fantastic 
Um, but they've also said they've learned. They said they've learned their lesson from what what happened, and hopefully going forward that they they really show that they learned, especially with yeah. the upcoming uh, Witcher Four. Uh, so we'll see. We'll definitely yeah. see. Don't put anything in there that, or just make sure your game works. How about that? <laughs> um, but yeah, so good on CD Projekt Red. Um, I'm hoping that they can. You know, make a comeback. We'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, moving on to this, Max Payne 3 and LA Noir on PC just started giving away all their DLC for free. Um, also by Eurogamer, these updates were pushed uh, quietly on April 19th. Uh, the same day Rockstar accidentally, accidentally listed its games on Steam for a short time. As part of this, Rockstar's 2003 racing game Midnight Club 2 was made available for purchase again before it was delisted once more. Um, so i think it's cool that you know all the dlc was free for um for free i i I think this was an accident at the end of the day they they didn't mean to do this but uh it is pretty dope i hope a lot of people took advantage of the free dlc um from these games what about you malcolm do you think that uh do you think this was an accident or do you think that you know they wanted to see if anybody would bite and actually play these games Honestly, yeah, I don't see the reason to have people purchase all these DLCs. The DLC was kind of expensive. Mm. And uh, from the looks of it, you can only buy Max Payne 3. You can't buy any of the DLC, at least on Steam. Mm-hmm. So I'm just assuming that you can, you will automatically get all of the DLC when buying it. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm assuming that's why. There's no reason to have people pay because the DLC was kind of expensive for this game. I remember. Right, right. Yeah, it. Um, I mean, yeah. I never. I think it was intentional. I don't know if oh, I said okay. that, but yeah, I think it was intentional. I oh. do not think Midnight Club two or three was three or two. Uh, Midnight Club two. Yeah, I don't think. I think that was the mistake because okay. obviously that didn't stay up. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But yeah, so hopefully you, uh, you know, people were uh, one of the lucky people to get the DLC for free if you still play those games. But uh, moving on here to Necromunda Hired Gun Enter the Hive. A uh, trailer came out for that game. And I remember you sent it in Discord and I was like, yo, what is this game? And it looked so cool. Like, I, I'm you, you saw the trailer. I mean, this game reminded me I've never heard of this series, first of all. I don't know if it's part of another series or something, but um, it, it reminded me a lot of, like, Rage meets, like, I don't know, Wolfenstein or something. Like, it, it, it looked like it was just, it's just crazy action first-person shooter that takes place in, like, a post-apocalyptic world, and you face all these different, be- kind of similar to games like, um well don't forget and, that and this is from the warhammer universe oh okay all right all right that makes perfect sense perfect sense i forgot about that i forgot about so, that what did you think it, of it no it looked it looked fun as hell and it obviously knows what it is because it's 40 dollars. but what i thought <laughs> yeah. was really awesome was if you have plus and you have it uh, a ps4 or ps5 the game's 35 
Really? So you get that on that extra bonus. So that made me more interested in getting it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it, it's a little iffy, but it looks like a lot of fun. And uh, I was playing uh, Vermintide Warhammer Ooh, uh, not too long to ago. It. So after playing that, not being super satisfied by it, just because it's not my type of game. And looking at this, which definitely fit more my style, um, I was very excited for it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm excited to play uh, the the game you just bought because I bought it uh, the other day, and I said, you know, let me give it a shot. And yeah, uh, I, I'm excited to play that. See if it's more my style. But yeah, Necromunda hired hired gun into the hive. Wow, looks really, really good. I'm I'm very excited for that game, and it comes out June, so that's a that's always a plus. It comes out June 30th, and like Malcolm said, it'll be you said forty dollars. Yeah, forty dollar base game. Yeah, forty dollar base game. It looks fun. It looks absolutely jam packed with uh, craziness, and I cannot wait to check it out. Um, moving on here, uh, Sony looks set to announce PlayStation Plus Video Pass. Uh, a logo for the PlayStation Plus Video Pass was published on Sony's official website on April 21st, along with a description saying it's a test service launching in Poland. Uh, the service allows PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 users in Poland to access over 20 movie and television shows from Sony Pictures as part of a PlayStation Plus subscriptions, with more content being added every three months. Uh, the only thing I'm that guessing- made me excited about it was... I can finally watch Venom. Still haven't seen it. That just is what that is. But other than that, it's uh I think it's an interesting pilot program they're doing. Yeah. Test run. Just a test yeah, run to see. Exactly. Yeah. Pilot program. And yeah, no, it's it's a cool concept. It's just weird after them saying we're done selling videos and movies. In <laughs> terms of rentals though. I think there's well, they made it in purchase. Are you sure? Because I thought it was all of the above. But no, 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 it's all the above. But I mean, like specifically, when it comes to like going to a video store, finding a movie, clicking, rent, own, all that kind of stuff. I think that's done. I think what instead they're going to do is trying to do like Netflix, I guess. Where well, obviously this is what that is. It's uh, they're adding a very uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. My only concern is will this ri- raise the price of Plus? I already don't like where it is at $60 a year. So, um, and that is what it is. But if you right. added movies, maybe $60 is more worth is worth it. But my concern is the prices will raise. So, um, but you know, we'll see. I'm kind of curious about it. Maybe now, it's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing, but we'll only be able to see when it's out of its pilot program. So, Well, my question is, so it says Sony pictures, uh, movies and television shows from, uh, Sony Pictures. Does that mean day one these movies go on PlayStation Video Pass, or does that mean like once they're done with their theatrical run, they'll come to PlayStation Video Pass? Well, PlayStation owns it regardless. Or, I mean, not PlayStation. Sony owns it regardless, so it could right. be day one. But I'm assuming it's talking about everything that it's had. And you have to also uh, remember, Sony okay. is in process of making new movies and TV shows, uh, whether it's for like video games or just in general. So maybe this could be a new launch site for those as well, um, which would be really interesting because I know they're working on a Twisted Metal TV show that I'm very TV excited to watch. And the Last of Us TV show. Right. Well, that's going to be HBO. Coming out. There's no... Yeah. They, they signed a deal with HBO. That's that's probably not coming to PlayStation oh, Plus okay, video. Oh, yeah, okay. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but we'll see. I'm excited to see more about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I expect them to probably announce that PlayStation Video Pass like around E3. I mean, I know they're not going to E3, but their E3 event, whatever and whenever that is, I expect them to announce that you know, uh, PlayStation Video Pass uh, coming worldwide and stuff. So yeah, we'll definitely see what happens with that. But moving on here, uh, Returnal released 17 minutes of gameplay on playstation 5 of course and me and malcolm saw it and yeah we weren't in i mean it wasn't anything that i've literally made us said this before and i'll say it again it looks like what mass effect andromeda should have looked like yeah visually it does look really cool conceptually it kind of seems a little bare bones but you know i think as you know as a next gen game i think it does what it's supposed to do I yeah. just don't want to pay $70 for it. And that's not a deluxe edition. That's base. So that's right. just how I feel about it. Maybe other people feel differently, but I, I did like the look of it. I just don't think it's a game for me for the price. Right. Um, but that just that's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, for me, this game seems like one of those games that come out in the beginning of like a generation just to show off the capabilities of the new console. Um, I get Killzone Shadowfall vibes from this, like just trying to show off the power of the PlayStation 5. Um, the, I don't know, it just seems very generic. It, it, it seems like it, the story, I don't even understand how there's going to be a story there when you're only playing as one character. Um, well, I mean, most games you only play one character, to be fair. But you interact with other people. It doesn't look like she's going to be interacting with anyone. Uh, it, we don't know. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we've seen, obviously, pe dead people from an alien race, for sure. So we True. know there was something there. Yeah. And she's going after a signal. So obviously, there's some kind of life or something there. Yeah. Uh, whether it's human or not is to be determined. So there's definitely something there. Uh, it's just not enough there for me. Yeah. Or maybe when the game comes out, you know, we'll hear more about what's going on and maybe we'll change our minds, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see more to come with that with Returnal. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens, but I'm uh, moving on here. Uh, the Avengers game finally lets you play as multiple versions of heroes at once. Uh, Crystal Dynamics is getting rid of one of Marvel's Avengers multiplayer roadblocks by allowing for duplicate heroes for the next 12 days. See, and that's the damn. problem. Four it's only, times it's the disappointment. God damn. <laughs> it's, it's, they it's, fucking <laughs> made it. Damn. It's, it's, that's the thing. Four the times article, the invisible equipment. Four. <laughs> it's, it's, four it's times sad. the load times. <laughs> is this your what's that game no um i it's disappointing because the article is making it seem like it's a permanent thing when it's not um, no they said it's an event it's an event it makes um, sense it's an anomaly event uh event event uh players can play as any combination of heroes they want like forming a team of four hulks for example uh the event runs from april 22nd to may 3rd uh the event doesn't add any new content to the uh to the game but it does restructure the activities that players can try. Um, so, for example, for certain for certain events, you have to be a certain level to play it. 
but in this new event you don't have to be a certain level you can just play it at any level you want which is really cool um but yeah i i think that's kind of they really didn't restructure anything they restructured it for like a couple week a couple weeks and then they're gonna go right back to normal i think that kind of sucks um you know but it is what it is i guess i mean I, I'm pretty sure that they're just trying to find ways to get players back into this game. Um, and I don't think you'll start seeing that until the Wakanda DLC comes out. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, uh, you've already let it be known that this is just a massive disappointment. <laughs> Anything else to add about this topic? No, not really. <laughs> don't get Avengers the game is even more on sale than I thought it was recently <laughs> on steam. So, yeah. you know, just don't pay money for something that doesn't give you what should, should be the bare minimum just cause you like marble. That's, don't pay full price is what I'll say. Definitely uh, don't pay full. Don't price. support a game that doesn't want to support its community. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, this is true. Um, <laughs> moving on here. Um, into some battlefield stuff. Apparently, uh, a new the new battlefield is a bold step and has the series' biggest team ever, as we already know. Uh, Oscar Gabrielson, general manager at Dice, had this to say about the next battlefield game. He said, "Together, we are creating a jaw-dropping experience for you to enjoy later in 2021. We're in daily playtesting mode right now, polishing, balancing, and making the best possible battlefield game we can." I can tell you it's a bold step. It has everything we love about Battlefield and takes it to the next level. Epic scale, all-out warfare, crazy unexpected moments, game-changing destruction, massive battles packed with more players and mayhem than ever before, all brought to life with the power of next-gen consoles and PCs. So really nothing new that we haven't talked about before with Battlefield, but it's nice to know that the uh, general manager at DICE has come out and, and really reaffirmed that they're not playing any games when it comes to Battlefield and they are going to change the not not just battlefield games but i really think change multiplayer shooters military shooters in general um and the way that we play them and just all out the the, the scale of what they're going to be able to accomplish with these next gen uh platforms um, which is why i'm so i think battlefield the next battlefield game is my most anticipated game of the year uh right now uh, what about you malcolm what do you make of this news no, I mean, it's just reconfirming what we've talked about. Um, I'm definitely excited to see it, man. I haven't played a Battlefield... Well, I haven't enjoyed a Battlefield game, Battlefield 3. Right. So, um, it'll be nice to come back three games later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm 4 or 5 in Battlefield 1. Yeah. Which I did enjoy yeah. Battlefield 1's <laughs> campaign. I just thought it was short. You know, it's funny. I played every, I own every single Battlefield game after Battlefield. Uh, I'm assuming like, well, you just don't own five. I own five. Oh, shit. I didn't even know I that. I own five. Yeah. Do you like I it? Five. I, ju I just don't. No, I'm not. You know what the thing is about that game? I'm just over the whole World War One, World War Two scenario. I, I, I think I'm at the point where I want my military games to be modern. It's the same okay. reason why I didn't want to play Black Ops Cold War. I'm tired of going back in the past. I would rather just keep it in the present. Um, you know, so that's well, that's just, why I, I play zombies, which is in the future. 
Yeah. So yeah. or yeah. future or post-apocalyptic, anything but the past. Yeah. I mean, and if you're going to do the past, I would rather it be Vietnam or something like that uh, because yeah. they don't. For some reason, military games don't do uh, Vietnam for some reason. They um, they do it. It's just not a full game usually. But there is a Vietnam game that's online only that is out on Steam and other uh, like Epic as well. So, oh, okay, cool. I'll and it's on sale right now, actually. No, I'll have to look into that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll definitely look into that. Uh, but moving on to the last but not least thing here. Uh, Chernobylite official release date announcement trailer. Um, Malcolm talked about me and Malcolm talked about this in the what's that game but uh yeah it it to go into it a little bit I look at it and it's Fallout and Metro combined um I don't I don't see a reason not to play it I I, people in early access are saying that the trailers are misleading and saying that the game is actually not as open world as as you may think it's very linear and yeah you 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 don't really get to do a lot of the things that they showcase in the trailer which is a bummer i mean but i will say that on uh the game is mostly positive on steam so some uh, more people must like it than they hate it um but yeah what do you think about the game you're the one that told me about this game i had no no idea about it what do you yeah, think no it? it it looks cool it just doesn't seem like there's enough there, but it is an early access game, so they are building it still. I don't right. exactly know what the goals are um, for the game to meet, but I don't know. It just really made me want to play Fallout again or Metro. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. uh, especially considering the modding community for Fallout, you can basically have that game, the new Chernobylite, in Fallout Four, because right. there are mods that make Fallout Four basically into Metro. So, or not basically, makes it into Metro. Right. Uh, so, it's, yeah. I mean, I think you should support new creators. It just looked like this is a lot of different games that have been out and have done well combined. Mm-hmm. So, who would say this might not be a good thing, but uh, it's kind of a wait-and-see process. Absolutely. Absolutely. A wait-and-see process. Like, it's, it's an early access, so um, I think they gave a release date and when it will come out of early access so we'll have to wait and see i'm excited i mean i'm excited for the potential of the game i want to see where it goes and hopefully it gets to be on the same level as like the metros and and the fallouts of the world but uh, we'll have to wait and see for that and that does it for the land cable podcast episode today ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode um any closing thoughts before we get out of here for the week malcolm I just hope everyone stays safe. Uh, check out the Mortal Kombat movie if you get a chance. It's, I think it's a great time for us as viewers uh, who love video games to support a video game film that's trying to showcase that video game movies are viable. Um, but yeah, other than that, no, just keep it cool. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Give Mortal Kombat a watch if you are a Mortal Kombat fan. It it is, it it, it pleases it pleases me as a fan, and it does a lot of things right. Um, but I just hope that in the sequel, they just do a few things better um, than they did in the first one. So 
we'll just have to wait and see on that and yeah definitely stay safe everyone and we will see you guys on the next episode of the land cable podcast you guys have a great week and a great weekend we'll see you next time deuces